Step into a world shrouded in ash and darkness, where legends come to life and ancient powers linger. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Forbidden Lands. Join us as we set sail on longships and explore the unknown, braving untold danger and discovering what hidden treasure lies beneath ash and snow. We are picking up the exact moment we left off last session. You all are in a cube-shaped stone room, uh, 40-foot uh, wide walls, 40-foot tall ceilings. You are surrounded by corpses, many of which are your own, or at least copies of you. There are several dead gunks, several dead mirins. Uh, you saw a mirin die as well. And there are also uh, dead reavers around as well, along with a few uh, random uh, beasts of burden uh, as the horses drove Zaldrin into a rage. You are sort of trapped in this dungeon. It's a bit of a maze and a labyrinth. It's hard not to feel imprisoned, even with your guide, a very lovable, kind, friendly otter uh, that Bacho has lovingly been carrying around so he wouldn't have to walk. And those thoughts of imprisonment, Zaldrin, drive you to remember some very early memories of when you first met Gunk. You were both imprisoned together. Would you like to describe how that happened? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, don't ask a yes no question because you might get the wrong option. Uh, so, so Zaldrin here, kind of looking at kind of these stone walls and just the imagine there's sort of a stench there. Um, it's definitely um, kind of just brings back kind of the the stone walls and just that kind of feeling of just not understanding what's happening and why it's happening because here there's just all of these copies of us and things that don't make sense and when Zaldrin was imprisoned with Gunk years and years ago also it didn't make sense because the group that we were running with at the time was accused of theft. We had supposedly stolen this set of books from this noble, and that's why we were imprisoned until one of us snitched. Now, this wasn't like a noble noble. It was like, you know, a middling noble that just really had to prove his, like, nobility. And a Stephen NPC. This Sorry to interrupt. set of books was his thing that he was known for. He could get people to come visit him, peruse these books, and they were gone. But we didn't do it. None of us took the books. This was not, we were innocent. All of us were questioned. And it was months and months of all of us being interviewed, all of us being interrogated, but we didn't take the books. And Zaldrin lost months and months of time in this prison for no reason, simply because rich folks need to blame other people when things go wrong. And she had absolutely nothing to do, and no one in the party that she was with had anything to do with these books going missing, being stolen. And eventually 
we were all let go because it was clear that no one was going to say anything and the books were never recovered, but it wasn't our fault. We didn't do anything. As your mind returns to the present, you see uh, Gunk, who in his purely innocent ways is now cradling a dead Gunk as well, and is he's got a halo over his thorn crown, uh, driftwood crown. And uh, he is cradling another dead Gunk and casting a spell to speak with him. But before we get to that, what are the rest of you doing in this room? Is there anything specific? Are you looking around? Uh, Bacho, are you letting your otter friend go? Bacho looks down at the, at the otter. He's got it in his left hand by the scruff of his fur behind his head, and he's shaking it. And in his right hand, he's chewing through that hard heart muscle. I mean, just tearing pieces off and slowly working his jaws through it. Saliva is pouring down. And he wipes the saliva off of his face with the otter's face. He's like, we're going to walk around this room. And when my fur brother Gunk is done, you're going to get us out of here. Or you're going to be breakfast. And then he starts walking around the room, searching, casually searching through it while he shakes the otter in his left hand. I'm sure that's great protein. You're not going to need to eat again. But of course I'm going to get you out of here. I said I would. Uh, what is that over there? Uh, and it points to uh, the harpoon that the Reaver captain had thrown. Mm. Good eyes, little otter. And Bacho will go take a look at the harpoon since he threw his harpoon. Zaldrin, uh, Mirren, is there anything you two are doing? Uh, Mirren's kind of just investigating the room in general. Uh, she's probably trying not to look too hard at any of the bodies right now. But you, Zaldrin? As Zaldrin is going to every copy of Ven and just... Uh, it's not actually Ven. It's a different horse. It's a different beast of burden. Uh, every copy of whichever horse that is. Um, and just kind of brushing their manes and saying some words and brushing their manes and saying some words. We'll start with Zaldrin. Um, looking at these horses, you can tell a couple of them um, were... Give me an animal handling, actually, while you're at it. Um, a couple of them uh, look as if they were reaver horses. You can tell by the style of saddle and the way that their uh, hair has uh, different, uh, like, uh, talismans and beads braided into it. Uh, and there are a couple that appear to be a little more standard saddle. Uh, no horses that you're familiar with. Sorry, I accidentally pulled up Ven's character sheet, and I was like, I don't understand. Why don't I have any empathy? <laughs> and I realized it was Ven's character sheet, not mine. Sorry about that. I'm grabbing an audience and rolling and cut at nothing. So I'm going to push and get a one. And okay. one damage to empathy. Uh, with that one, you're looking at these uh, Reaver horses, and... You're a horse expert. Granted, most of your experience comes from uh, orcish horses, but you've also spent a lot of time among humans and elves and things like that. So you've spent a lot of time with their horses as well. And likely you've seen a lot of reaver horses um, that have been captured uh, in raids or uh, that escaped from reaver camps. The reaver horses that you're looking at 
don't appear to be any sort of breed that you're familiar with. Um, they have some features uh, that resemble breeds that you know, but for the most part, they seem to be entirely different stock. So she'll just sort of say to anyone who might be listening, these are different horses than I've ever come across before. It's curious. Uh-huh. That doesn't make sense. Mirren will actually take interest at that point in time and, and kind of come over to take a look to see if they recognize the horse, maybe. Um, confusion. I think it would be animal handling for you as well. I am going to say minus one. Yep, no worries. I do not know horses as well as Zaldrin does. Should I get a bonus because it's easier to handle a dead horse than it is a Oh horse? my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right, let's see which dice are not going to betray Jeff's got today. jokes tonight. Just feeling sassy. Ooh, uh, that is no success and a bunch of ones, so I am not pushing. Do you know, Marin? Do you know what these are? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever seen these before either. That's really confusing. Uh, maybe, well, if we're all clones, did the clones go wrong? Are these like bad clones, like don't have the right genes and they're going to come and, and kill us all and then and then replace us and then they will I, be the new I, normal I, horse? I, I don't think it's that I don't think it's that that complicated, but I, I suppose we could look at ourselves and see if we are different. Oh, yeah, we should also probably leave before the clones rise again and come after us. Back of the clones. Uh, Bacho, I want a lore test from you, and this one's going to be plus two. All right, that's good because my lore is zero, but my net, my wits are five, so I'm actually not not terrible at it. Uh, I got three successes and no one, so I could push it if... if three successes. Help. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. As you pick up this harpoon, uh, you can see that it's made from bone, uh, bone of some sort of sea creature, most likely, and you can immediately tell that it is wolfkin workmanship. And as you start... Uh, looking at the details and some of the etchings in there, uh, a story comes back to you. And it's not even an obscure story. This is a story that most wolf can know. The story of Rasha the Huntress. And the Wolfkin Rashka, Rasha, sorry, was one of the greatest heroes of the Wolfkin tribes. Uh, she was said to be the greatest hunter to have ever sailed. And with her magical harpoon, she fought reavers and nanooks, those are like polar bears, uh, as well as pike beasts, giant squid, and sea serpents. And she disappeared one night when the fiercest of storms raged over the ocean and the harpoon disappeared with her. This was centuries ago. This is a story that's been handed down over generation over generation. How much of it's true, how much of it's been inflated, uh, you don't really know. She's basically a folklore hero uh, for many of these tribes. And quite often you hear different stories of her adventures and uh, her different conquests and accomplishments. And you're pretty confident that this is the harpoon of the stories. Turns and looks at the, at the otter. You. 
It gets muzzle to muzzle. Have done me a great favor. Reminded me of the story of Rasha, shown me her harpoon. He reaches down, drops the heart, picks up the harpoon. You have taken the first step towards survival, little fur cousin. And he puts him down. He puts him down. He goes, lead us out of here and I'll protect you. Uh, As soon as you put him down, he immediately skitters and then like curls back so that he's like not got his back to you. But he definitely put like four or five feet in between you all. Uh, And he's on all fours and he doesn't seem frightened, but he's definitely tense and ready to run or pounce or whatever. If you need a ride, you can jump on my shoulder. I won't hold you in my arms again unless you ask. A favor for a favor. Oh, are you saying you want to play a game now? No, I don't play games. Miran plays games. I kill things. Okay, well, if you ever want to play a game, I'm really bored a lot. So we could play together. Fair enough. If we get out of here, we may play a game. Uh, Chat has a good question. Does he still have his sword? We took it away from him, but I'll give it back yeah. to him. I don't care. Okay. Uh, it's basically a knife to you. Uh, it, it doesn't appear to be very well crafted or anything like that. Uh, you can toss it over and he'll, uh, he hands, grab it, he it, hands with... it to him. Help first. He's like, take your blade back, protect yourself. He Stay does that. My legs, if necessary, that skittish animal thing where he like slowly moves forward and then grabs it and then runs back away. And then he tucks it into the belt that's holding his vest together. Uh, and it begins trailing along the floor again as he's moving about. But uh, Bacho will invest two points of willpower so he can hunt him for do- for two days. Don't run Fair from enough. me. I will track mm-hmm. you if you run. You were rubbing his face on yours, so you have a very good scent of him. Gunk. What are you saying to yourself, and what is yourself saying back to you? Hey, how's it going? Oh, sorry, that was insensitive. Things like that. No, uh, he, uh, so he'll cast his spell and he will, uh, he will rise up and he'll just basically start asking questions. I assume you know this place and you know me and we do, we can dispense with the why, what, etc., and just get to the dispensing of information. Yes, you are dead. I am alive. I am the one who might be able to get out of here, and you are not. So, what can you tell me of this place? How do we leave? What is this place? Why are we going round in circles? Why is there a dead gunk in my arms? He doesn't come back to life like a restless dead, but his mouth opens up, the, the spell is cast perfectly, and he begins to speak back to you. Uh, and the rest of you would be able to hear this as well. It sounds like Gunk. It's his vocal cords. So uh, so the dead Gunk, uh, who, uh, who you notice, those of you with the decent perception that uh, he suffered some injuries, but there's a very noticeable chunk missing from his ear. 
And when the dead, uh, the dead gunk opens his eyes and he sees Bacho being so friendly, he will grab onto living gunk and he will say, do not trust the other. He bites. <laughs> Eat him now. Although you do not need sustenance, this place we have not, we have not felt the need for food or water, and our torches have not deplenished for, I do not know, months, years, perhaps. But the daughter, trust your instincts. Eat him. And then, uh, and then Gunk will, living Gunk will, like, yes, yes, do not get so upset. You know how the spell works. Too much anger, and it might break the, the link. And then Dead Gunk says that the uh, as far as we could tell the dungeon was like a polished slab of ice with near perfect reflection but at some point it, it shattered and split into dozens perhaps hundreds of reflections that almost seemed identical but everything slightly changed. Would appear that uh, that time is frozen in these reflections. You are the first living gunk I have met, but I have found, like you, dead gunk. And there was a time I did not think I would become a dead gunk. So stay vigilant if you wish to survive. The reavers that, uh, and he kind of looks around all the dead reavers like. Eh. I've killed them before and they return. I've encountered so many rooms, so many different rooms. I spoke with them, um, with dead reavers as well. And most of them, uh, they've gone mad. Be careful what you, what you take from them if you decide to cast this spell. They have been here for perhaps 400 years. They claim that they were the first fleet of reavers to invade. They... They claim they were led here by Hellcatler Raven friend herself. And she didn't tell them how long she knew, how she knew the dungeon was here, but uh, apparently she promised great treasure to them. At least that is what I could glean from them when they spoke in between their fits of madness. She took her most loyal crews. I do not necessarily know how to get you out of here, but persevere. You are smart and very good looking. Your chest is deceptively ripped, but do not trust <laughs> that otter, whatever you do. Please, it is my dying wish that I do not go to the other side with that otter still living on this plane. And then he'll like cough a bit, blood curdles up, and then living gunk will like, yes, you're all right. It is okay, myself. I shall live for us both. He'll gently lay him down. Close his eyes. With that, you have a moment of silence, uh, a moment of mourning, perhaps. And that's when you begin looking around the room in a bit more detail, mirroring like you had started to. You notice that these walls also have reliefs carved into them. 
uh, three of them uh, have very intricate reliefs of a single figure. The first one shows a baby, uh, perhaps a toddler, uh, running about. The second one shows a uh, full-grown man uh, toiling at a field. Uh, and the fourth one shows an elderly man uh, sitting next to a grave. The fourth wall is exactly the same, except the part of the grave has been defaced. It's been completely chiseled away. Uh, someone or something has destroyed the entire section, just leaving rough stone. And you find more Ashkesh runes that translate themselves. Uh, a bit of it is on each wall as you walk around. And it reads, Life is a pattern. Patterns on top of patterns that affect other patterns hidden by patterns. There is no free will until you break the pattern. Do you think it's a spot the difference? I mean, that one's just completely missing, so it's very different. That's one option, I suppose. Mm. Well, the, the adult man is holding a sickle in this one. Is he holding a sickle in all of them? Yep, he's got a sickle in all of them. Okay. Do you want to play a game? Uh, time and place needs okay, work. Okay, I'm just saying we're going to be a while, okay. you know. Okay, okay. Arthur, come here. Come here. Here's the thing. I'm going Are to Are you going to bite me? Maybe. I'm going to play <laughs> a game a with closer. you right now. One time. And we will play it. And then... If you ask to play a game again, or if you do anything that just sort of bothers me, then we will play a different sort of game, and it will hurt. Okay? Okay, what so, game are we going to play? Whatever the freaking game you want. You realize we have been trapped in here for hours, and that perhaps this is not the way to approach people. Okay? I, I have a good game we can play. <laughs> It's called, yeah, it's called the Be Quiet Game. It's whoever can be quiet longest wins. Okay. Oh, I just lost. No, no, start <laughs> again. Here you go. Countdown. Five, four, three, two, wait, wait, wait. Do you one. Done. Mm. And the otter begins to try pantomiming what he was about to say, but he's got very tiny paws and the fingers aren't as dexterous. So it's very difficult to understand him. If you'd like to try to understand him, you can give me an insight. Oh, do I want to do that? Uh, insight? I don't think I'm good at that. Uh, da, 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 da. Mirren, no, it's... You are good with small animals, so I'll give you a plus one if you'd like. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, I will take that plus one. Uh, my insight is terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, nope. Uh, All right. I'll, I will push that. I will push that. Oh. I got uh, a one on the bonus dice. Uh, so uh, let's just see here. Uh, nope. Still nope. That's a lot of threes and twos. Fun times. 
Jeff, would you like Gunk to try to? <laughs> uh, no, Gunk Inside? is just going to say, I sure hope I talked. Oh, I talked. I lost. You won, Otter. Congratulations. Oh, I'm so good at this game. I've never played before either. Right, All right. That's uh, good, though, because like if I couldn't talk, I couldn't tell you where we're going. Right. So why don't you tell us where we're going so that uh, when we get yeah. there, we can play another game? Well, once we get there, I'm going to leave. Well, then you should definitely tell us how to get there. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. This way. Uh, and he starts scampering uh, across the room towards one of the doors to take you out. You all ready to begin following again? Yep. Bacho's ready. He's got his new harpoon mm -hmm. in his hand. He's like... In and he's he's waiting for the for the otter to betray him, and then he's going to throw the harpoon through its back of its skull. But in case it doesn't, you know, we'll see. So <laughs> that we can find it again from the room where the one pattern is broken. Which wall is that one, and which door compared to that, so we can remember or make note of? Uh, you would have been able to. I, I'd be perfectly fine saying that you've been making notes this entire time. Okay. In fact, I think I did say it when I narrated last time that you were trying to keep notes. Yeah. Uh, and the first thing was. you figured out is when you go through a door, mm. uh, through a tunnel, and then come back, the room is different. Yes. Uh, so it, it's really difficult to keep track of uh, which room leads to which, but you have figured out that from one room to another, those doors don't change. It's the room back can be a different place. So yes. if you find yourself in this uh, room with the corpses again, you know that going through this door, uh, this specific door will take you to the same place over and over. Uh, so it's fair to say that you have notes of all of that, okay. uh, that you've been keeping track of it all. Uh, the otter jumps up uh, to grab onto the door handle, which is really just like a piece of stone that's been carved out uh, indented and he puts his back legs on one of the other doors and begins to just pull it open uh, once he gets a little bit of space he drops down to the floor and just pushes it open even more all right come on we're going this way and then he starts scampering into the tunnel uh, the door begins to slowly close but i'm sure you guys are close behind so you can catch it yes uh, you make your way through this tunnel uh it's one of these uh circular tunnels with the grooves uh, very similar to the ones that you've already seen where the worms tunneled through the ice. You open the next door and you hear the same flute tone that you've heard every time one of these doors opens. And you find yourself in a familiar room again. Uh, this is a room that has been scorched. It's been burnt by massive amounts of heat. The stone has melted. Uh, and there is a crack in one of these walls, a large break in the stone masonry, and it reveals a lava flow. And the lava is flowing up. It's not pouring out of this break. It's not filling the room. Every now and then there's a bubble of noxious fumes that uh, pops through. The otter runs right towards that lava, says, all right, there you go. After you. I don't want to go. I, I like staying here. After you. Okay, um, I don't think you understand. Like, I live here. After you. Gunk is going to throw a, a crossbow bolt battle. 
into the lava to see if it uh, flows upwards and if it singes and goes crazy. Uh, it definitely catches fire and the flow begins taking it up. Uh, and it doesn't last long before that metal heats and melts. The, right. the wood and the feathers burn immediately. So, Arthur, do you see what just happened to that quarrel? Yeah. That's what's probably going to happen to us, but more painfully, if we go and try to go up this flow. So do you have a suggestion for how we could do that without becoming... Yeah, cast a spell. Well, what spell? Because every time I cast a spell, it sort of feels kind of useless, like the powers that be really don't want me to be a caster for some reason, and all of the investment and danger that I risk each time I cast it are just cast aside, really, so... Oh, you seem kind of bitter. You should work on that. A little Do you bit. have a therapist? It's, I'm very tired. I've been moving around here for just a really long time, and now I'm talking to an otter. All right, all right, all right. Uh, and then he uh, begins to slap his hands together, uh, and he does like this elaborate sort of shuffle dance uh, that, Gunk, you would know is completely useless for casting a spell. Uh, but eventually, something does happen. Uh, this stone flow uh, that's rising up, uh, it begins to harden uh, into a rough stone platform barrier uh, that's about a meter and a half wide. Uh, and you can tell that this lava flow is still flowing up, but it's split around the stone now. And behind uh, this lava flow, uh, you actually can see that there's a... Uh, stone wall or cavern and there's a crack in that wall and you can see more glacier ice tunnels behind that this okay. is up. Uh, I'm going to do this if I scream you kill the otter immediately one, one, yes. one second one se otter will this have us leave this place is, is this going to make us leave well, yeah, like, you know, if, if I want to get out of my cage, I got to squeeze through the bars. Okay, and this, this is your cage. Those are the bars. Got it. Now, there was talk elsewhere that there was a great treasure here. Uh, do you know anything about that? Uh, treasure. Do you mean like gold? No, I don't know about any gold. No, no, I am not one for uh, materialistic things. Knowledge, power, this is of what I am concerned with. Artifacts, things of that nature. Oh, actually, there is someone down there who actually knows quite a bit. It's going to be hard to talk to him. Uh, I can't talk to him because he's dead. But, you know, you were talking to your dead self, so I'm sure you could talk to him. And you know how to get to this one. Yeah, it, it, through those tunnels. So is, it, is he talking about the way he just opened up for us? Yes. Or is it like, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's pointing through the lava flow. Do you have a name for this person, something, anything you know that can be helpful? Uh, no, uh, he, he's on like uh, this big, tall, uh, what, what do you call it? Like uh, the stone that like it, it's smooth and like round and it goes up and it's like yay high. And he like holds his paw up as high over his head as he can. Like a pet. And it's on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Uh, okay. And there, there's something that says, uh, uh, what did it say? Penny? Penny. Yeah, something like that. What about Penny? 
it was not her boat or what? Oh, I don't know. That's just what the pet pedestal says. Penny. Interesting. Okay, enjoy talking to the otter. Mirren takes a run in for the uh, space in between the lava and the wall. And it's incredibly hot moving through this lava, but the, <laughs> the stone underneath you has actually cooled. So the, the heat is just coming from the lava flowing up around you. Uh, and you make it across without any sort of hassle. The only real trouble you could have is if you tripped on your own shoes uh, and fell into the lava. You make it <laughs> as you get across. Uh, you see that this is another uh, glacier tunnel. It's rough, though. It's not carved like the worm tunnels have been. Uh, it looks more naturally formed. Uh, and there is a stone wall along one entire side, which is likely where the lava has cooled against this ice. Uh, it's like more tunnel, but weird tunnel. But you can make it, uh, at least... Yeah, just go that way and then go that way. Gunk, gunk can, because he's also small. Uh, hopefully Zaldrin and Bacho, it doesn't break it, in your feet. It's plenty of space for both of you to, to go through. The, the lava, uh, it takes a couple meters before it begins to flow back and reform uh, above this pathway that's been created. Um... Before going, Gunk will want to say, is there any other important information that uh, you haven't told us that would ensure our safety and our discovery of, uh, of what this place has to offer? And he's casting telepathy. Uh, so, uh, so kind of at multiple, I think it's at power level two uh, as, he, as he does this. Yeah, Don't forget Ted. Oh, Ted is in my pack. He's just, he's good to go. He's like, yo. How's the fox doing? Were you holding the foxes you went across to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have carried the fox. Okay. Uh, telepathy. So you can read his thoughts. You ask him uh, if there's any more information. Yeah, any information uh, that would ensure, you know, our safety or that we can uh, acquire with this dungeon, like whatever powers and treasures this dungeon has to offer. His thoughts are rapid fire and fleeting. Uh, it's like the worst case of ADHD. So it cycles through topic after topic after topic. Uh, and it starts with, dang, I really wish we got to play a better game. The quiet game sucked. And then uh, it moves on to, well, they're not going to be hurt, but they're definitely not going to be able to get out because there is no way out. Uh, and then uh, he says, well, maybe if they talk to the dead guy. I, I wish he would have talked back to me. I got bored. That was the entirety of what was in his head. Along with a lot of random stuff about how uh, he doesn't like what you're wearing, uh, how Zaldrin is very tall. Uh, Bacho needs to brush his teeth. Well, well, that's just rude. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. And you, and, so and you, you feel very confident that there's no danger. Uh, or traps or anything like that. But he also thinks it's a dead end. You mentioned, by the way, that you uh, you, you were trapped in a cage uh, and that you had some sort of... Um, some Someone put you there and no one came to feed you and the other animals thought that they were actually going to, to get a master. Is this the same person or is this someone different? And my telepathy, by the way, lasts for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no worries. Um... His response would be the same thing that's on his mind. Well, yeah, 
I was put in the cage, but I could get out of the cage whenever I want. Um, yeah, the, the master. I, I don't know why they call him that. That's kind of weird. Uh, did they tell you that? They never told me that. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, the the guy with the cloak, the shroud, the unsung. Yeah, he he just uh, he likes to collect things, uh, and he puts everything in here. The unsung. Interesting. Which I haven't seen him in forever. You can tell how much time has passed. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's been like, what year did you say it was? Blah, 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 blah. This is the second time he's asked you what year it was. Like three fifty six or something. Yeah, uh, three fifty six of Gideon Brennan. Oh, I I don't even know who that guy is. So I don't know what year it is. Uh, it's been a while, uh, a long time, a long how, time. How long does the lava bridge last? Um. Five more minutes. Oh. Uh-oh. He looks at his paw, which has no watch. Well, only plenty of time. Okay. All right. Why did you bite the ear off the other gunk? Because it was fun. I get so bored. You get to talk to all these people. They don't talk to me. The animals don't talk to me. The dead don't talk to me. Did you ever think it's because your approach is one that could use with some polishing, perhaps? I'm in a place. I didn't approach you. I was in a cage. You caught me over. Uh, and yeah, I wanted to bite your ear. Sorry about that. Not actually sorry is what you hear in his head. Okay. All right, man. Well, you have a good one. Uh, you sure you don't want to come? I'm sure we'll find a way out, even though you think we won't. You think you will? Oh, I am most certain of it. Will you not kill me? Uh, I can promise I will not kill you. Looks at Bacho. I've already told you. As long as you do not betray us, I will not kill you. Sure, we can have sleepovers and we'll play games. Sounds like fun. And he starts scampering across the lava bridge. Maybe we can just put him with Wolford and they can talk at each other forever. (laughs) Well, this goal. And uh, I will say, like, to Bacho after, and if, if uh, Zaldrin hasn't gone over, I will kind of whisper to them th- what he, what kind of went through his mind that he didn't express out loud. Uh, and so... The otter like, would have been going completely down the tunnel, so you would have complete privacy. Yeah, so I would just kind of convey all that to them so that they're up to speed. We have to try to find our way out, even if... He doesn't think it will. We have to try. I will watch our. I will watch our backs. If you both want to go ahead, Basha will take the lead and protect Gunk. As you begin moving through this tunnel, you notice that it's naturally formed. It appears as if the heat from this lava flow has melted. Uh, enough of the ice that it, uh, the water created a channel next to the stone that cooled off. Uh, and that water has long since dried up, but you are walking where that water carved through this glacier, however many hundreds of years ago it would have taken to create a tunnel uh, you know, about 10 feet high and 5 feet wide. Uh, the otter is running up ahead. and It's a rough terrain, but it's not difficult moving. And 
it's almost a bit of a relief not having the stone masonry around you and gunk you can still feel a lot of magic but it's definitely suppressed uh it's not nearly as uh pervasive as it was before is that the right word pervasive uh and then maybe uh 500 feet or so it doesn't take long uh the tunnel begins to open up however this one is not naturally formed again this is very similar to the cavern that had that massive worm where it's a coil that has been carved out where a worm seems to have slept. You don't see a worm in here right now. Uh, and it's a much smaller scale than the one before. So whatever worm did carve this out uh, is not uh, nearly the same size. As you bring your torchlight up, which... Uh, just like the other gunk, your torch has never died out here. Mirror in your lantern has never run out of oil. Um, you see that this ice floor is extremely smooth. Uh, polished, almost. And you can see through it. And underneath this floor, you see one of those worms coiled up. And it appears to be resting on the ice, uh, pressed up against the ice. Uh, as if the ice is pushing down on it. Uh, you see the, where the, the skin is kind of like pressed flat uh, in places. And as your light moves a little bit closer, there is a bit of a twitch from this creature, and it starts to shift and recoil. Uh, it's not major movement. Uh, and there's a bit of vibration that tells you that this ice has to be very thick as well from the weight of this creature. You still feel the vibration, but it's not enough to shake you or push you over. As you're in this room, there is a stone pedestal as well. It's the only item object in this entire room, in this entire cavern. Uh, and it has Ashkesh runes carved onto it. On top of the pedestal, you see a human or elven skull and a simple bone flute. Uh, this is something that all of you would just be able to recognize for being very common. Uh, Mirren halflings love music uh, famously, so this is the type of flute that you would have seen dozens of times growing up. Uh, they're not difficult to make. Oftentimes, children make them. So maybe you've made one or two in your lifetime. Oh, yeah, we used to make these a lot. And uh, or, you know, the blow dart, you, you pretend you're whistling, but it's actually a blow dart and you shoot your friend with some sleeping potion. It's great fun. It's usually sleeping potion. Sometimes, you know, you want to get out of chores and there's some other stuff in there. Do you have any of these on you? Mm, no, probably uh I think I left my last one, like, under my mattress at home. Oh, that's okay. It's fine. I didn't want to see it. I just wanted to know if this was a possible uh, activity for you while we're out and about. Oh, well, I I mean, here, I can, I can see if I can't remember some of the jaunty tunes I used to play. I will reach for the instrument. Uh, you... Grab the instrument and uh, the bone. You can't quite 
quite tell what type of creature it is, but it was a larger creature. It appears to be some sort of leg bone that's been hollowed out. It's got a slight curve to it. Uh, and you can make a performance check if you'd like to see how well you can play. Sorry, I'll actually write performance. I was just waiting for you so I could do all response. As you get closer to this pedestal, the Ashkesh runes translate themselves again, and it reads... Penvro the Scald. Uh, I do not succeed in the performance, so probably that hot crust buns is as good as you're going to get right about now. I did more of the blow dart stuff than the actual instrument practicing. My granny and gramps didn't really like uh, how, how often I skipped class on that. Well, I still like the sound of it anyway. Zoldrin, maybe we can play something together someday. Uh, yes, yes, some, some, someday. Mm. Someday. That's Penny. Yes, it is Penfro. Why do you call it, call him Penny? Oh yeah, Penfro, I read that. Do you know how to read? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Does is my telepathy still on? Uh, yeah, we could say it is. Uh, no, he doesn't know how to read. <laughs> he he might know impressive. a couple of letters, but that's about it. That is very impressive. You are a very impressive creature. Yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you noticed. Oh, absolutely. It's hard. It's hard not to. I thought you uh, liked Ted more. Oh, I love Ted. Ted is just like the best. Look at him. He's like sleeping now. He's great. The telepathy is still going as you're telling the otter he's impressive. His eyes just kind of drift up to your ear and you just it's not a thought as much of an emotion that that just looks delicious. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gunk can appreciate that. Many people look at him, find him delicious. Uh, so is it a body like is it an actual body or is it like a stone uh, it's just a skull on top of a pedestal. Would my speak with the dead, speak to the dead work on just a skull? It does. Uh, if the body is not capable of speaking, then you hear it as a disembodied voice. Okay. Well, I shall attempt to have a conversation. One moment, please. Um, then... Okay, here we go. That is a two magical mishap time. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. Here we go. Fun. Uh, let's see. <laughs> he says with no sarcasm at all. All right, roll the D66. I got the chart My, up. Uh, uh, I, I think or you I can, can roll in the, the game. Now. Yeah. yeah. I'm hungry again. I get hungry a lot when I oh, cast. Yeah. Okay. Hard so work. this otter is looking at your ear, looking... Thinking how delicious it is, is it delicious it is as you're casting your spell, you catch a glimpse of the otter, you think how delicious he looks. Lick my <laughs> lips a little bit. <laughs> I think boy, I could take a bite out of that. Uh the rest of you see Gunk licking his lips at the otter. The otter's doing the same bit. thing to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Bacho just nods. He's like He's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's obviously the otter is prey, so he's like, mm. yeah. Careless Whisper starts playing in the background on the flute. <laughs> Beautiful saxophone. 
Uh, Mirrored on the flute. Okay, so yeah, I cast. Uh, I cast a spell. Uh, I get a little hungry in the process, uh, but what happens? Oh, it has been some time since I've spoken to anyone but the unsung. What is your name? I am Gunk. I am Penvro the Scald. It is a pleasure. There was a time when everyone would have known that. Uh, Would would Gunk have known it just by the name? You can give me a lore test, but it's going to be minus two. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's still pretty decent chance for him. It's still five dice. Uh, just in the background. Do, 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 yeah, I got a six. I got. I mean, just one, but I got a six. Okay. Um, you would have never heard this in your uh, life before the campaign. Uh, it never would have been anything that you would have heard about in the Warrens or during your travels. But you've spent enough time with these tablets that you've heard the story of the unsung you've seen bits of the story of the unsung uh and the name penvro the scald uh has come up in context to the songs that were erased about Mm -hmm. the unsung okay um okay so he will say uh history has not been kind to your contributions erasure is very unsettling when it comes to knowledge. It is the worst fate a scald can suffer. Even more so than having a skull displayed on a pedestal. You have my sympathy for both. And if you wish it, we can ensure that your skull no longer is displayed here like some ornament. I would greatly wish it, but I could not cross the unsung. It is the unsung who keeps you here in this place? These are his canticles, his vault. I was imprisoned here. The unsung takes, but never gives back. Is the unsung still amongst these halls, these tunnels, these caverns? Time is wrong here. I do not know how long it has been, but I have not seen the unsung in ages. And when he says ages, it doesn't feel like slang. You feel the whole weight of yeah. time. Um, and yet you are certain that it, uh, this unsung will know should you attempt to do something against his will. The unsung has conquered death. If he does not know right away, he will learn. Penfro, my new friend. The unsung is not the only who has conquered death. It is not a feat deserving of such worship and fear. Gunk likes to play with dead things. 
I sense your confidence. It Thank may you. not be misplaced, but it is overconfident for the moment. You have an aura about you. It appears as if Desheb wants what was taken from him, and he has chosen you. And then the rest of you get the sense, this is just a skull. No eyes, no flesh whatsoever. But you can get the sense, you feel that his sight turns to each one of you in turn. He's chosen all of you. What was it the unsung took from the ship? The drop of blood stolen by the gods. The Sheb wants it back. To what end? It is his. It has great power. And the first ones, while not capable of emotion as you and I, they hate us, the world, anything. This world was created with their power, and they resent that. Do you know where it is that the unsung stores this drop of blood? Again, you don't see any movement, but his eyes, you can follow them. And they go from you to your peck. It is in the Ark. And you remember the Ark being the puzzle box that you have. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And, and did Gunk... Did Gunk get the feeling that he already like explored it fully? And so like finding that there's something new in it, would that be a, like a surprise to him or would he have already stumbled across something that might've worked as you it? were told previously that the Ark of Desheb that you have was the key to finding the drop of blood. You did not know that the drop of blood was inside the Ark. Okay. Penfro, what would you have us do? Return the blood to the ship? In defiance of the unsung? Or, or not? I would sooner have no part in any of it. The choice you make is yours, but know that the unsung, while not a loving, kind ruler, is much more forgiving than Desheb ever could be. I'm assuming they all can hear this, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gunk will turn to you all with a raised eyebrow, pondering well, this, obviously. If the ancients hate the world because it was created with them 
does giving the blood back to Desheb cause them to wake up and destroy the world or would keeping with the unsung like not do that kind of stuff question mark you would not be able to give the drop back to the first ones but they are using it you to reclaim it giving it back to the first for giving it back to the unsung you would you would need to find him he is the only one that could keep it hidden but if desheb has found you and has found this vault i do not know how much more hidden it could be Well, how about how do we get out of here and we can just like put in a really deep backpack for a really long time and forget about it? You are in a vault, a sealed vault with no exit, but that flute could help you return. Right now, you are on the wrong side of a mirror. If you wish to leave this vault you must return to the correct side and as you're looking at you look at the flute and then you look down and you see in between some of the coils of this worm uh, where it's pressed against the ice you can see that the little bit of light from your lantern and torch it continues down uh, into a cavern below as well so you get the sense that this worm is not pushing up against the floor as much as lying on the floor and you are upside down. Mirk does, Mirin does panic breath and then lies flat on the floor as if uh, an elevator is about to uh, topple over. Do we join you? It's, it's, we're on the, we're on the ceiling. Bacho just shakes his head. He's like, I don't care. I just want out, Mirren. Play the flute and get us out. Okay, okay. Daldrin uh, will lay down next to Mirren. Uh, uh, do you want to give me some percussions, Aldrin? Aldrin, <laughs> uh, if start. you would be so kind. I... There was an age where my songs were sung in every ship, in every tavern. There wasn't a single minstrel that hadn't heard of me and played my music. And now no one remembers a single note. If you would be so kind, could you play one of mine? And you hear this voice begin to sing, but it really is the sound of a flute uh, playing through. Uh, almost like it's whistling through the teeth of sorts. And while that doesn't help you become a better performer, you do feel uh, your fingers sort of pulled to those notes as they're being played. So if you'd like, you can give me another performance check, plus two. Okay, thank you. And I will also take one from the audience as uh, Griffin has, has kindly given some help. You can roll some sixes. I have not rolled well today. 
I, okay, there we go. So there are two sixes and I'm going to push because there's no ones. Uh, no, all right, two sixes. Your fingers follow the tone. The song, the rest of you hear it echoed perfectly. And then you begin to feel weightless and slowly falling. Uh, it gives you that sick to your stomach feeling like you went over a hill too fast. Uh, a couple of you sprawl out to the floor like Mirren. You already said that you were I'm nervous. already on the floor. I'm ready. Daldron too. Gunk <laughs> right next to the pedestal grabs out for it and it kind of wobbles a little bit and Bacho, wherever you are, you uh, brace yourself and you begin to all fall flow through this floor, through the ice. There's a moment where you're looking at each other and uh, Mirren only has her head above the ice. Uh, Gunk, you just see an ear and a tail sticking up. Uh, they go down. Zaldrin and Bacho, you're looking at each other. You're halfway through this ice and you're still sinking. You're trying to grab onto the floor to pull yourself up, but your hands go through. It's like you're swimming, but there's no water to pull yourself through. And after a few terrifying moments, you pass through this ice and you are out on the other side. Unfortunately, inside the coil, of this large, large worm. It's at least 60 feet long, uh, as thick as Zaldrin is tall. And as your light passes through, it begins to awaken. So let's roll initiative. I'm turning off my lantern. <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> well, all right. All right. Uh, would anyone like to change initiative here? Bacho, you can have my two. Okay. Okay. So that means, Bacho, you are going first. You are all inside the coil of this worm right now. It's thrashing about. It's moving. There might be an opening to escape in a bit. But as of right now, you are all near. Uh, so just one action to get within arm's length. Okay. Since I'm near, I will charge so that I can take my move action and still attack. So for my... Fast action, I will swing the blade so I can get an extra die um, and hit, or try to hit. So that's... Four. Six. Oh shoot, you guys didn't kill the otter. That means he's here too. <laughs> yeah. And he has a sword. Water and I know, I know, I know, I know. and Mathox. Mr. Of course Fox. he rolled higher. Uh would any of you like to have his initiative? He will swap with you. Uh so Bacho, we can say that you're at one. Would anyone else okay. like to have two? Gunk, you should take your quick initiative again. Um I mean Zaldrin, you can have it. Yeah, Zaldrin can have it. I don't mind going last on, on Gunk. And I'm going to spend... Uh, I got eight in total because I got an eight on the die uh, on my D8. Um, so, And I'm going to spend a point of willpower to bypass armor. Awesome. 
All right, so you rush forward, and it's got this thick skin. Uh, the only reason it's armor is just because there's so much depth to it. But you cleave with such force that you slice right through, doing eight damage, you said? Eight. That is a solid hit. Uh, you cleave right through, and this greenish-yellow blood begins to flow out it flows all over your arm onto the ice the warmth of it begins to slowly melt the ice below and it just thrashes and it lets out this mighty horrific roar that echoes through this cavern and its maw rises up and then turns to face bacho zaldrin what are you doing uh, so I'm going to dust off a brand new uh, talent, uh, Path of Fate, rank one, and spend a willpower point to foresee how an opponent will act in the coming round. All right. Um, let me go ahead and roll to find out. Hopefully something more than it tries to kill you. <laughs> it tries to kill you. Uh, <laughs> the ground will shatter. It will attempt to dive into the ground and use its mass to shatter the ice around you. Okay, so she's going to yell, it's going to try to break the ice. Everybody prepare. And then she's going to swing Gelnir at it. Uh, one success, two damage. Your, peer, your spear uh, slices right at it, but the Skin is so thick, I'm going to roll armor here. Uh, and that is two successes. So yeah. your your spear just, it can't quite get far enough in. You strike true, it's impossible to miss this thing. And your spear lodges deep inside, but it just doesn't have enough reach to do enough damage. Okay. Uh, fast action? Uh, I'll hold that. Or did you move it? No, you didn't move it because you can strike it near. Uh, yeah. Okay. And that brings us to this creature. Uh, and its body, its weight rises up and then just throws itself at the ground. Uh, normally, this ability would not actually have uh, a, a way to dodge. But with Zaldrin's uh, foresight, let's have everyone make a movement check. Can I have a? Can I get one audience dice since my agility is down by one? <laughs> I'm <laughs> totally gonna fall again. <laughs> if, uh, I'll push. Oh, I got a six! Hey, I have one dice. <laughs> I also had to push. I got one six, and I took one point of agility damage. Gunk, how are you looking? Uh, Gunk got one success. Okay. Can push if it matters, but need to eat back. No, one success will be enough here. Uh, so everyone succeeded. Uh, only because Zaldrin warned you. This creature uh, slams down. It breaks through the ice. The, the ice shatters from its weight. And there's uh, 
opening a cavern, not the same one you came through, but a different sort of ice cavern below. You all would have fallen seven meters down, but with that shout, you were able to pull back and away. Uh, so this creature is now like halfway hanging between these two levels. Uh, its head is still up. The majority of its body has fallen down below. Uh, the otter will go now, and he will cast a spell. Um, he is going to... Uh, he just starts chittering uh, and scratching at this ice uh, that's been uh, shattered around him and just starts throwing it. And with some sort of magical force, the ice uh, reshapes itself and moves faster and faster as it uh, pummels this creature. Uh, and he doesn't even have to roll an attack for that, so he's just doing two damage. Does he have to roll uh, and that for brings us to Mir. Uh, actually, he does. You're right. I'm a bad spellcaster. It's not like I play a spellcaster, you know, or anything like that. No, no, no. Uh, not in DOK. It was meant to be power level two, so let me roll that again. Okay, no mishaps. Uh, Mirren, you are up. So Mirren currently has, uh, you can see in her backpack, like a little foxtail poking out of it. She drops her lantern. The flute, like, just gets shoved behind, pulls out the bow, uh, and she uses her fast action to try to, if allowed, uh, move and climb onto Zaldrin. <laughs> Zaldrin, are you okay with that? Yeah, it's fine. Of course. Okay. Uh, I want a movement check from you, Mirren, uh, to climb up, though. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind an audience dice for that, please, Melissa. Sure, sure. I will roll two dice. Uh, that's two fours I'm going to push. That's a three and a two. So uh, no successes, I'm afraid. Yeah. All right. So you start scrambling up uh, and you're... Trying Why are to, you so tall? <laughs> trying to get a grip, but she's also fighting, and this worm is still uh, thrashing about, so she's moving and defending herself, and you're just not able to find an opening to get up. Okay. Um, would that have considered my uh, long action as well, or can I still have a shot? That would be your slow action, or your fast action. Yeah. Okay. So you can I, attack. I will, I will take an attack roll. Um, let's see here. And I will say, uh, now that you all have seen this creature fall down and its maw is up on your level, thrashing about, you can tell that there's a fleshy inside. There are hundreds and hundreds of teeth in circles in its mouth, but there's unarmored flesh inside the mouth if that's what you want to try to attack. It'll be more difficult, though. Uh, yeah, I could do that, or I can just spend a willpower to avoid the armor. If you try to go for the mouth, it'll be a minus two penalty. I'm just going to use a willpower to ignore the armor and do four points of damage. Okay. And uh, can I ignoring do armor? something? Yeah. See if well, this works. So I have path of protection. I can spend a willpower point to immediately switch places with an ally engaged in battle. Can I flavor that where I spend the Absolutely. willpower point yeah. to kind of like duck down and kind of give me <laughs> up on my shoulder where she was hoping to go? As she's uh, scrambling up, you just... Yes, thank yeah. you, Zoldrin. 
ever so they don't want to fall down the holes again (laughs) zaldrin has better balance than anyone uh else in the pack Uh, and you just kind of swoop down and in one uh fluid motion you stand back up again with a halfling on your shoulders okay i'm ready it is, in fact, my pride that I never lose my balance. <laughs> <laughs> Point, the fact that I often forget that that is my pride. It's okay. Mine. I'm remembering for you. <laughs> um, and now, yeah. So that okay. would be both your actions then, Mirren. Yes, that is everything for me. Thank you. And that brings us to Gunk. Uh, so in the room around us, do I see anything like uh, previous victims, icicles hanging from the ceiling, anything like that? You wouldn't see any previous victims. Uh, there's definitely tons and tons of ice chunks all around. There'd be icicles up above. There is the ice that's been shattered and has uh, been thrown about on the ground. All sorts of projectiles like that. And do I see any path out of here? Uh, give me... No, because uh, this thing fell down, so most of its weight has fallen down. Uh, you would see that there are a several natural caverns uh, that have cracked through this cavern. And then there's also one cavern that has been bored and tunneled by this creature. Uh, The natural caverns are smaller and they look like they'd be more difficult to traverse, but it'd be much harder for the creature to follow as well. All right. I'm going to cast true path and I'm trying to, is it true path or true sight? I can't remember what it's called. Um, True path. Uh, so basically what I'm looking for is which I'm trying to get a sense of. So the spell can guide you to the right path when you face a difficult decision. Once you have cast a spell, the GM must tell you which decision or choice she believes is the wisest. So, okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you there are three paths out of here. One of them is very narrow, uh, but that's the most difficult one uh, to traverse but that's the one that this creature would have the most difficult time following. There's another natural path that looks easier to follow. The creature could possibly squeeze through there. Uh, Those two paths are the longer paths. The one that's tunneled, uh, your true path will tell you, that goes fairly close to the surface fairly quickly, but the creature would easily be able to follow through there. Okay, and so there's another one then that that would, like my instincts would be saying, that's the one for us to try to escape through. Uh, so your instincts. Okay. The yeah, spell this, specifically is what is, no, the I get wisest, it. I get it. You know? So I, like, I'm trying to, I don't know what you would think is the wisest. If you want to move fast, it would be the one that's tunneled. not. Okay. All right. It's fine. Uh, no, I, I'm just trying to tell you there are pros and cons to each path. I know, but the idea is like, you're, you're the one who knows how difficult the paths are, not me. And so what I'm thinking about it is like the difficulty of the path is both climbing it and the chances of being chased down by this, by this giant worm. So like whichever one is less likely to get us killed either by worm or by, by natural environment. I mean, that's just what the spell is, man. No, I get it. Uh, natural environment. None of the paths are very dangerous. Uh, the more narrow one, uh, the worm will have a, very difficult time following you if it can at all it's going to have to bore through the ice uh so that'll be the safest for the moment but you also know that path will take longer to get to the surface so you'll have to deal with just survival just like rations and things like that okay um so then with his fast action he will sort of move in that direction uh and he will kind of call out to folks uh like kind of to follow him like this way this way she is 
she's leading us this way. We can we can escape it uh, into the direction of the uh, and that that hole in the wall. Okay, uh, and that's not too far from you, so you're going to be able to get right up to it. Uh, and that brings us to the top of the round with Bacho. Bacho growls out, "I will hold it back. Run, and I will follow." He will take a fat. He'll take his fast action to swing his sword again, and he will strike out at the creature. But before he does it, he's going to spend two points of willpower to hunt it. Give him a couple of bonus dice. I'm going to push because I didn't have any ones. Bump this up a little bit. Okay, 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 that's good. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine points of damage. I will spend one point of willpower to bypass its armor. Wow. Nine points, wow. Uh, so this creature fell through and you aren't able to uh, go for that same wound that you caused before but you're closer to its head now its maw uh, and you just start cleaving into the side of that opening up just as much of a wound as there was before uh, anything else that's it for you that's it he's just trying to distract it so everybody else can get away and then he's running he's booking it next round regardless if people stay, you're on your own. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zaldrin, you're up. I will not run. I will fight and run next round. But Mirren and Gunk, you should go and we will follow. Zaldrin's going to on your shoulders. swing at this thing again. Jump I'm already, off. already over here. Like, <laughs> you guys have fun. Follow Bye, Gunk. Gunk. I'm so high follow up. Gunk. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Ted will start the new party. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. So, how's your attack going? Uh, same as last time. Let me see. If I, oh dear, if I push, I'm going to do damage to Gelnir. So, Mirren's good at this stuff. Yep. Gelnir broke, uh, but I did two. I just three fixed that. I just spent <laughs> half a day fixing. That. All right, two damage. Three damage. Three oh, damage. Pending, Sorry, my bad. Pending armor and whatever. Uh, yeah, rolling armor. A true Steven fashion, I don't roll a single six on ten dice. Um, yeah, so three damage goes entirely through. Uh, hey, Gelnir, last time none of uh, it went through, so yeah. Punctures through the skin, you pull it back out, that greenish-yellow viscous fluid begins pouring out, but as it yanks out, uh, the blade comes loose. Uh, the, the leather fittings uh, holding it to the uh, pole uh, staff um, just they gave away probably from age at this point. Uh, you still have all the pieces, but it's going to need time to repair. 
And Seldrin just kind of tosses up to Mirren. Ah, uh, can you hold this? Um, <laughs> backpack. All right. Uh, the Skaden here. Uh, roll to see what it does. It is going to attempt to devour. Uh, and we said that Bacho is nearest the mouth. So it's going to attempt to uh, bite Bacho. Uh, because it attacks Adventurer with highest strength. And it's uh, Zaldrin and Bacho. You're tied there. Um, so, Bacho, give me a move roll. All right. Me and my one strength. Can I uh, have a audience dice? Have it max. Uh-huh. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I got one six. That's not so good, but I only had three dice, so. Uh, one six, that's all you needed. Uh, it's only if you fail is it eats you. Okay. Uh, so this thing, the, the maw rises up and then slams down down uh, and you're able to just pull yourself out of the way at the last moment uh, you can feel your fur uh, move by the rush of wind as this mouth just slams into the ice next to you that brings us to the otter um gunk said to run that way i think the otter would listen to you there um and it will be you and the otter gunk like, of all the people to follow, right? <laughs> like, of all the people. You promised you would have killed him. <laughs> uh, anyone else Wofford, happy to Wofford see you guys. and the otter and Gunk. New party. But it's the otter. I think it's going to move, take both its actions to, to move. So it's going to uh, run right next to you, Gunk, and then it's going to just run a little bit past you as well. Uh, Mirren, you're up. Well, uh... I'm here with Zaldrin. Jump nope. and run. Nope. Jump and run. I, I have no balance whatsoever. Uh, movement is not my specialty. Uh, I'm going to take an audience dice and just try to shoot it a bunch. You've, you've got a better angle up here. I do. I do. I think I can really hit it hard. Uh, that is going to be... Those are marksmen's, doesn't matter. Those are all twos. Good. I'm going to push. Uh, fives. All fives. Uh, okay, so I rolled one six. And instead of... Yeah. So I'm going to pump five willpower into it using rank three of Path of the Arrow for a total of six damage possible. All right. Wow. Uh, oh, sorry. Armor for Seven, that. because I just pushed. Okay. So I have an extra one. Uh, one six on ten dice. Uh, so that is six damage going through. Uh, that spot where Zaldrin uh, pierced it with Gelnir, she left an opening in that armor, and with your excellent marksmanship, you just aimed right for it, and your arrow sinks deep into this creature. Okay, okay, thanks, Eldrin. Look, we can work together. We're winning. And now we're going to run next time. Okay. Uh, that brings us back to Gunk. Gunk is like, uh, these people just, uh, this is just, this is what I deal with, like, all the time, man. Like, oh, goodness. That's why I talk to my dead self. Uh, he's going to fast action... Uh, 
Um, well, he's got to actually let's see. He's got a crossbow, I guess. Uh, what range am I? What range am I? Uh, we would say short because you took an action to move away after ca casting a spell. So you only took one movement. You were near. Be short. Yeah, but I think reload on these is slow. Yeah, so that's like a full action to reload it. So. Uh, you were messing around with your crossbow with uh, the otter in the lava. I think it'd be fair to say that it was loaded after that. Like you were throwing crossbow bolts. Okay. Um, I will then just uh, just take a shot. Is there aim in Forbidden Lands? I don't even remember. It's how, it's how frequently uh, I shoot um, these days. So you're just going to be using marksmanship. That's aim. Okay. So it's under agility. You so can as a, as a fast action, action, you can take Cross. the aim yeah, action. That's what I thought. Yeah. And oh yeah, I never yeah. used that. <laughs> it's true. And so and so since it's a short, okay. Um, so it's gonna be like a so like that old so like the uh, it gives aim you action. a plus one to aim. Yeah, but which will counter counterbalance the range because uh, my because it's I'm too close. Uh. Okay. I mean, let's just do it. I'll take a audience day. Okay. Then... I should really aim more. You oh, normally yeah. spend your fast action reloading. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's two, it's two sixes. So uh, that is a hit. Uh, so two damage on the light crossbow and then one extra six for another point of damage. Not going to push because I do have a one. So... Two point, uh, three points of damage. Base damage of the crossbow is two, plus my extra success would be three. All right. Uh, I rolled one success on the armor. So your crossbow bolt, it strikes true. Uh, the, the skin is a little thick, but the power of that crossbow uh, pushes the bolt in, and it sinks a good amount in for two damage. Uh, and this creature is looking pretty injured. Uh, brings us up to Bacho again. This thing just tried to eat you. So this is this is Bacho's concern. This is my concern for Bacho. Um, I can take the retreat action, but if I do that, I have to successfully do a move roll. And at the moment, I only have two dice. And if I fail that, it gets a free attack that I can't dodge or parry. So that's a little concerning. So I think, because I don't think I can successfully get another move check out on a two dice, I'm going to just go ahead... And I'm going to swing my sword. Fast action, swing the weapon. Because right now, having spent the willpower to boost my attack against this thing, I'm rolling 13 dice, including a D8. So we're going to see what we can do. Got a 7 on the D8. Well, that's not as good, but no 1s. On the attribute dice, so I'm gonna I'm gonna push it. Oh shit! Uh oh. Not good when Bacho says "oh shit." Uh, eight damage in total, but I took two points of strength damage. Eesh. And right, I'll spend uh, one point. I'll spend one point of willpower to bypass its armor. Go ahead and describe your kill there. Okay. Nice. So I, think, so, I mean, Bacho's just been hacking away at this thing, and I think 
he jumps up above the lip, so he's above this thing's mouth, and he just brings the longsword down in a long vertical cut, just splitting this thing open like you split something's lip, and it just kind of peels back away from itself. And he lands really bad back on the ice and probably pops his kneecap and maybe bruises a couple of ribs when he falls, and that's where he takes the strength damage from. This creature, the massive weight of it that was being held up, just slumps down, and it almost deflates, uh, and it just begins to slowly slide back in the ice into the pit that it created with a thud that shakes the whole cavern. There's silence of safety. We're not eating that one. That one could, like, infect us some more. We're not eating that one. But good kill, though, Pacho. Good kill. Yes. Mm. Gunk, we we're coming. We slayed it. We're, to- slayed we're it. totally running away now, Gunk. I mean, if it's dead, we can take that bat instead. That's way safer. And Pacho's right next to you, Gunk. Do you want to play a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. The silence game again? You really do? And he starts yeah, 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 ruffling God, through his vest for just handfuls of feathers. Cool, 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 cool. That's great. Okay. Uh, and he starts getting down on the ground and he's scratching circles into the ground uh, and he starts putting feathers in piles. Okay. Uh, you can grab some feathers, then I'll grab feathers. Uh, and then uh, whoever grabs the last feather loses, but you can't grab feathers for more than one pile. You know, there's like a giant dead snake, like right there, right? Oh, wow. You said you'd play with us. Play with me. Wait. Who who else is there? I didn't say that. Gunkast telepathy. The paranoia. Good. No, uh, no mishap. Uh, Gunkast paranoia. Uh, Gunkast paranoia. Gunkast. <laughs> yes, telepathy. that is true. <laughs> And says, what did you mean by we? You uh, don't get any words out, but you feel his memories with this telepathy. Uh, It's a little less uh, expressed in language and more just his memories. Um, He has met himself many, many times in that labyrinth. um, And he created this game with himself. And that's what he was referring to. Like you also probably get the memory that um, the otters have ambushed gunk in the past together. Okay. Cool. And he'll just uh, gunk uh, with a great deal of frustration and resignation. Uh, we'll start playing the game. You know, okay. You, you you should show the feather board. <laughs> Let me uh, pull up the rules here for you. Oh, uh, Mirren will sit back and get ready to watch this. All right. So each player in turn must take at least one feather. Uh, players may not take more than one feather as long as they all come from the same. May take more than one feather as long as they all come from the same pile. You're allowed to empty an entire pile if you want, uh, removing the pile from the game. 
and the last player to pick up a feather loses. You go ahead, go first. Okay. Unless you want me to go first. You go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the green one. Okay. I'm going to take the green one. Oh, good move, good move, good move. Okay. Um. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to take two of the pink ones. I'm going to take two of the pink ones. Oh, I see your strategy. I see your strategy. Oh, that's smart. That's so smart. Um, okay, I'm going to take two of the orange ones. I'm going to take two of the orange ones. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so I'm going to take... Uh, uh, oh, okay, I'm going to take all three of the pink ones. Okay. I'm going to take... Uh going to take the green one you take the green one okay uh i'll take the blue one and you lose no i didn't yeah whoever takes the last feather loses you have to take I the did, orange one i didn't take it though did i well it's your turn you have to take a feather Do that's I? the first rule everyone must take a feather yeah but i haven't taken it yet so you haven't won yet okay it's your turn now think about taking it but maybe not right now he just looks so deflated right now. Okay. Anyhow, Do you want to take it now? I'll think about it. Okay. What are the rest of you doing as uh, they're staring at these four piles? Mirren is just like sitting there kind of like a tennis match watching as they uh, go back and forth. Pacho looks down at the feather in the circle. He picks it up. He, he pulls something, part of heart, maybe heart meat out of his teeth. And then he hands the feather to the otter. This counts as yours, he says to Gunk. No, it doesn't. You were on the same team. Their no, teams. we weren't. You didn't say that. Okay, this isn't very fun when you don't play by the rules. You got to play by the rules. I am. Rules are there for the a rules. reason. I haven't broken a single rule. You're the one who's breaking rules and coming up. Okay, with new, new rule. You have to make it a, a turn in less than a minute. Mm, see, that's not very fair. Sometimes people like to think and ponder their moves. So, what happens when you win and what happens when you lose? Uh, well, I never lose. So then you never win? Well, no, I always win. But I also win? lose? Yeah, we lose, but I win. And win what do you win? Well, normally you bet on it. Like, what do you want to bet? He looks to gunk. I don't have anything I want to bet. Okay. Uh, looks to Zaldron. What do you want to bet? I, this seems like a, I like games where you punch someone or you, that's, that's my game. Muscle games, games yeah, involving she, muscle. Those she are beat up games. a bunch of children once. That's, uh, mm -hmm. um, there's a word for that. And if I were smarter, I would know what that word is, but I don't know what it is. So lies, lies. Slender. I play those games. That's a, that's a thinking game. That's that's a game of thinking. While they're uh, talking, 
uh, I want to try to sleight of hand uh, another feather back into uh, the board. Go ahead and roll it. Okay. I'm going to take an audience die for this. Okay. I'm going to push it too. Okay. Uh, three three successes. Oh, gosh. Okay, which uh, which color feather are you putting? Uh, doesn't matter, does it? No, it doesn't really matter. Uh, except as long as it's not the same color as whatever's left. Yeah, the orange was the last one. Uh, so okay. you so yeah. you slide a pink one in there. He okay. takes the feather from Bacho, and as he does that, that's when Gunk puts the feather down. Fine, oh. you. I'll take that one. You can give it to me now. You'll take this one. Yeah, I'll take. All it. right, I win. No, there's one right there. It's your turn. I never lose. I think you lost this time, though. What did we bet? Well, I think we bet, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I'm tired. I can teach I'm you really how to how to throw ice really fast. No, I'm good. Thanks. Okay. Uh, can we bet that you won't kill me, then? I'm not going to kill you. Okay. Can we bet that he won't kill me, then? I don't control him. He does what he wants to do. If you want to show me how to throw ice, you can show me how to throw ice. Okay. And uh, he picks up the feathers and stuffs them back into his vest. Do you want to start now, or do you want to wait? We, we really should probably go back to the camp since we did leave a bunch of our new sailor crewmates uh, with Woford. Oh, you have friends. They're suffering greatly for us. Smart point. Good point. See? And we you, don't you, know how you, much you time see. has passed. Pacho's yeah. already hobbling his way up the large worm tunnel because he is beat up and he's moving slow, using the harpoon as a walking stick. Hold Gunk, will, Gunk will follow him. Lamenting the loss of willpower, looking at the other path, <sighs> and then looking at the otter and thinking, I spent willpower to get telepathy just to know that he was talking about multiple otters. I think I'm going to stop. And this is all like inner monologue for Gunk. I'm going to stop casting spells. I think I'm going to become a peddler. It seems <laughs> far, far more useful and less frustrating. Come on, Gunk. We got to keep up. <laughs> Gunk is just like, just absolutely distraught and just like resigned. His shoulders slumped and he's just following Bacho. Bacho reaches down and puts his paw around Gunk's shoulder. It's all right for a brother. The gods are fickle bastards, but we'll be all right. We will. We will. You do not look very good. Mm. We'll have to patch that up. Coughs up a little bit of blood. Otter steak might help, but I promise not to kill him. Do not make that promise on my account. No, Tell just as I long as he doesn't betray us. Try not to die. I am out of uh, fiery heart artifacts mm. to bring you back. No, this the fire burning within me, I think, has other plans. Right. Mirren, who is walking next to Zaldrin, holding two pieces of spear. Please stop breaking this. <laughs> it's like I the know. second time. I know I can fix it, but it takes so long. 
I I'm, I'm I am sorry. I was trying to you know make sure we didn't die to that thing there. As Zaldrin is also not moving particularly swiftly, as she's down to one strength and one agility. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a fair point. Maybe we just need to get like ten weapons um, and strap them to your back, and you can just go through them. I tried to do that, and they got heavy. Oh. <laughs> I was looking at my encumbrance, and I got a little <laughs> over encumbered when I tried to do that. I, I can carry them. I'm very good at packing things. Are you? I'm. I'm not. I just stuff things, and then it gets heavy. Oh, I could carry them for you. It is fine. That is very generous of you. I appreciate that. Usually I have Ven. I've never had to learn the talent of packing Mo because I always had Ven and I could just throw things on Ven and if they were heavy, she was strong. Ven is strong, but Gunk is very good at packing. He he made me practice for like so many hours. And now you are good at packing. Yes. That is good skill to have. All right, so the seven of you begin venturing through these icy caverns. Uh, the four pack members, the otter, Ted, that's his name, right, Ted? Uh, and your fox friend. Fox. Uh, begin, fox. Uh, begin traveling through these icy caverns. Uh, the worm tunnel is easier to travel through than the previous tunnels because this worm was smaller, which means the grooves are easier to climb up. Uh, they're spaced closer together. It's almost like a large stair. And it's still tiring. You still have to lift your legs up and you're still going uphill, but it, it's much easier than like scrambling and pulling your weight with your hands as well. The journey is a little long. Let's go ahead and roll travel for this. Uh, who wants to lead the way? Who wants to keep watch? I'll lead the way, because I've still got the Pathfinder talent that helps. Just let me look look it up again and see what it is. I can't remember. Okay, plus one, two. All right, and since I'm leading the way, this quarter day counts as rest for me. That is such that a useful talent. That is so useful. Uh, my uh, scouting would be three die, so I presume I should not do that. One six. Or two sixes. Two sixes on the lead the way roll. Nice. Okay. Uh, was someone keeping watch, or were you going without? That's a scouting. Zaldrin's got it. Yeah, Zaldrin's got five dice. <laughs> uh -oh. uh, goodness. I will push. There's no... Oh, gosh. Oh. I pushed. I got no successes. I took damage. Another twice. keep watch mishap. Let me go to bitter Maybe reach here. Dice on that. Uh, Maybe right. real dice would be better, Melissa. They they tend to treat you better, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, go ahead and roll me a d sixty six. Two d six. Uh, tens and ones. 36. Man, I'm really tired. I can't wait for a rest. Okay. Uh, 
at a certain point, you're moving through this tunnel uh, and the tunnel has collapsed in front of you. There is still way through. It's very narrow, uh, but the actual uh, carved uh, board tunnel is completely impassable. Fortunately for you, this collapse leads to narrow natural passages moving through. Uh, the height of the ceiling in these passages varies from half a meter to a few meters. Most of the passages are so cramped that you have to squeeze through them. And I need to roll something else here. Okay. You actually find that there is uh, a corpse in one of these passages that uh, became stuck uh, between it, it was a, it appears to be humanoid. Uh, the flesh is mummified and shriveled. Uh, so it seems to be human, but there's a chance that it was an elf and the, the ears have just shrunk. It was attempting to squeeze sideways through one of these narrow passages and has entirely, uh, it just got so stuck that it could not get out either way, going the way it returned. Uh, pulling it free... I mean, Gunk, can you do your little play with the dead thing? What's the point? They're not going well, to say anything useful to me. No, I just needs to move out of the way. The Earth play. Mother has... She's forsaken me. She's given <laughs> She's me these powers. She's not forsaken you. But they You're are very useless. powerful. What good are they? And you did very helpful things. And you made friends with Ted. I How can just, you score that? condescended to now. This is what the great gunk has fallen to. Great gunk? When did you get that title? A while back. You were taking a nap. Oh, uh, that <laughs> makes sense. Uh, Zaldrin, as you're scouting, uh, you notice on this mummified corpse there's actually a bronze earring uh, that could be somewhat valuable. Not incredibly valuable. Uh, there is... Mirren, yeah. do you do the earring thing? It's not really a thing I ever got into. Do you? No, but uh, looking at the earring, I could probably use it as a resource to help fix your spear. It's not bad having little bits and bobs of metal I can melt down. That works. I will I will take it then. Sorry, doesn't look like you need this anymore. So pop the earring off. As you reach and grab for the earring, you say, sorry, doesn't look like you'll need this anymore. The head spins and looks right at you. The eyes open and the one arm that it still has reaches out and lashes out at you, uh, making a melee attack here. Uh, you can dodge or parry this if you'd like. Uh... All of this for 11 copper tiny uh... <laughs> It was a mishap. Uh, that was been avoided if someone took control of the undead. That was <laughs> this. Still was... No, I think I would have been the one getting attacked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 probably, yeah, probably. yeah. So this would be move, uh, right? Am I a near range? Move with to Zal Am I a near range with Zaldron? 
it's possible. It's still very narrow, though, so you'd be in, like, single file. Okay. One okay. success. Okay. Uh, with this creature unable to uh, reach, unable to move because it's so stuck, uh, its arm just lashes out violently. You're able to take a step back, and it's... <laughs> It's desperate to uh, grab at you, uh, to pull you closer, but you've gotten out of its reach. Does it... Okay, so how ambulatory does this seem? Like it's going to be able to like fully shamble its way upright? or is it? If just... it could get itself free from this crevice, it could absolutely walk. But it's just... It's uh, incredibly embedded in this ice. Uh, it uh, just can't pull itself free. Like its armor, uh, the leather armor, has uh, caught it. Uh, Mirren, there's metals other places. I I think we just uh, go with with fastness. Go, yeah. go. Okay, I guess. Yeah, if Gunk doesn't want to play with it, then we should probably just go. We can probably tired. leisurely leave, and it still would be fine. I am. I am also. I am, I have, I'm sore, not moving so spryly myself. Yeah, I think, I think with everybody's kind of been a bit beat up. So we'll just we'll leisurely walk away. Well, walking, walking, walking. And you continue your travels. Uh, the path is narrow. There are a couple times where you're worried that you'll get stuck just like this creature was, but it doesn't happen. Uh, all of you are able to press forward until finally, thankfully, you hear the sound of the wind blowing across the tundra. Looking up, you don't see any light. You continue traveling, and your uh, torch and lantern uh, finally pierces through into the darkness above. It is nighttime but you are out of these caverns. And I think this is a great place to stop for the night. I know we're uh, a little early, but it's not too bad. But you guys have made it out of the dungeon. You are out of the caverns and onto the tundra. Not too far away from camp, hopefully. going to be interesting to see how much time has passed. Mm-hmm. Zaldrin is just going to sit and just be like, this is up is up, and up is up, and sitting is sitting. And I think... I think we're out. An orc yes. drives by on a snowmobile. Yeah, that's a lot of time passed. <laughs> you see airliners going up. <laughs> what? There's the Statue of Liberty sunken into <laughs> <Yes>. a desert. <laughs> you don't uh, What's going on with Garplag, Aaron? Uh, on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can join Millie and her Coriolis campaign. And then on Thursday, Pete, at the same time, will be continuing his Traveler campaign. So tune in for both of those. Jeff, what are we doing with Lollygaggers? Little of this, little of that. Uh, let's see. Next up, Thursday night, you can catch uh, everyone but Steven uh, that you see on the screen playing some Die, the role-playing game. We're having a blast over there. Uh, then on Friday, I think we're going to be doing some mothership little one shot as, uh, as Aaron, uh, won't be there to run us through Conan and kill Steven. Uh, then, uh, Saturday, 
one ring as per usual uh we have we have mustered all our allies and we begin the final march to, to angmar uh and then monday uh we should be doing holler uh for uh, for savage worlds as we are also mustering allies there we have two campaigns where we're mustering ally allies so uh so yeah yeah and then tuesday we'll be back for this yeah and uh, while you're looking for someone to raid, uh, we do have Gen Con coming up, but I don't think it'll affect our Forbidden Lands game. Uh, I think we're just barely threading the needle. We should be able to play on Tuesday, and then most of us leave the day after. Uh, and most of us should be back by the Tuesday after. So as long as I don't have any travel snafus or something, uh, we should keep this weekly. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Unlike uh, Cox, I know. I'm sorry. I'm Jesus. sorry. I feel so bad. No, you don't. Uh, I think we're gonna do Lost Caravan RPG. They rate us a bunch, so let's go ahead and pay it back. Uh, I'm imagining they're probably ending around the same time, but let's do it anyway. And uh, yeah, so thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll see y'all later. Bye bye. <laughs>